Everybody, welcome back to the Sunnydale Review. I'm Brian. I'm Jillian. And Jillian. Yep. We got uh, three good episodes to talk about. Oh my this god. Episode. It's like for real. It's I'm, like, I'm very happy, like, especially the best episodes of the season. Especially coming off of uh, Ted and Bad Eggs, it's like this yeah. is where it really picks back up. These Those are like good. No, these are really more like must-watch episodes mm. in my book. Oh yeah, important not only for this season, but important for the whole series and yeah. the other spinoff series. Yeah, this is really where it's like, oh, this is not good. So let's. Jump into it. Surprise. All right. So, Surprise is Season 2, Episode 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally aired January 19th, 1998. was written by Marty Noxon and uh, directed by Michael Lange. I guess it's... Sure. I'm really bad at pronouncing names. <laughs> I'm just going to say that now. <laughs> um, so, we open with Buffy having a dream um, that she is at the bronze. Willow is sitting at a table with a monkey and speaking French to it, which so is a weird. callback. So weird. It's a, it's a callback. Um, mm-hmm. he, the monkey isn't wearing pants, though, so you know, just oh. important thing to point out here. They missed that opportunity. Um, I do think they love this because they include it in the intro for two seasons. Yeah. This little clip of Willow. Talking the to monkey. the monkey. Yeah. Um, let's see. Joyce comes up and asks if Buffy really thinks she's ready and then drops a plate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all very cryptic. Um, Angel walks up to her, but Drusilla comes up behind him and stakes him. Drew oh, says, yeah. happy birthday, Buffy. Um, in her way. Airy way. Yes. I love Drusilla. She's so cool. <laughs> um, so Buffy is freaked out by her dream, goes to check on Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells Angel that she had a dream that Drusilla is alive and that she killed him. Mm-hmm. Angel tells her not to worry, that not all of her dreams are, like, prophetic. Right. Um, but that is, like, a, a thing with Slayers where they do have these kind of prophecy dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Uh So, Buffy is concerned that they never saw Drusilla's body, Mm. so they don't know if she's alive. Angel kisses her to to distract her, and it works. (laughs) It's like, that's just... Hormones, you know. Solve your problems there. (laughs) Um, uh, Let's see. So, (laughs) Angel says that Buffy still hasn't told him what she wants for her birthday. She Mm. responds, surprise me. Uh, I feel like, you know, there, there are things that, like, trigger things happening. Like, Mm. like, when, like... In any sort of horror movie, and in this show, because of how it has that horror movie aspect, mm-hmm. whenever somebody says, like, oh, nothing will go wrong, and then something immediately goes wrong. Also, it's like, what do you get the girl that has all the weapons, you know? Like... Well, if that's only one Buffy's part... a hard of, person to shop for, I feel. That's only one part of her, though. Like, she... You, I think if Angel gave her a knife for her birthday, she'd be like, gee... Thanks, boyfriend. Yeah, Slayers would never like that as a gift. I don't know if anybody would ever like that as a gift. I don't know. There's some people out there. Unless you're like a chef and somebody gets you like really Mm. nice knives for your birthday. That makes sense. But it's like, I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Let's see. Buffy tells Willow that she's thinking about taking kind of the next step in her relationship with Angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willow tells her to seize the day, so kind of a callback to uh, uh, season one with Buffy telling Willow to seize the day. Right, right. Um, let's see. Buffy and Willow talk about Oz. Oz, or, I'm sorry, Willow says that she likes his hands, but worries <laughs> that he's too old because he's a senior, so he's one year older than Oof. her. It's that ancient. <laughs> Buffy uh, tells her that she's being silly 
because and she's like, yeah, you have a one year difference with your boyfriend. My boyfriend's two hundred and forty one <laughs> years old. Slight, slightly more. You know? <laughs> um, let's see. Buffy tells her, tells her that she can't wait the rest of her life for Xander to wake up and smell the hottie. She encourages her it's to true. go talk to Oz. I mean, we've talked about it. Like, Xander, what are you doing, man? It is so well established at this point that Willow has the biggest crush on on uh, Xander, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's not going to happen. And you know what? Willow needs to move on because it's mm-hmm. just not going to happen with Xander. Yep. And also, she has this great guy in Oz. Hilarious. That, talented musician. Nice. Funny. Funny. Yeah. Uh, saved her life. Saved your life. Took a bullet. Yeah. Him. So. Yeah. So. Stand up, dude. <laughs> um, so Willow goes and talks to Oz. Mm. And I love this scene between Oz and Willow so much. Mm. Oz says, I'm going to ask you to go out with me tomorrow night. And I'm kind of nervous about it, actually. It's interesting. And Willow says, well, if it helps at all, I'm going to say yes. And <laughs> Oz says, yeah, it helps. It creates a comfort zone. Do you want to go out with me tomorrow night? And Willow goes, oh, I can't. <laughs> And Oz says, <laughs> Oz says, well, see, I like that you're unpredictable. And so it turns out that it's Buffy's birthday yeah. party the next night. So Willow actually ends up inviting Oz as her date. Reasonable. I mean, Buffy's already, like, said, like, given the okay on this guy. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she'd be upset if Willow brought him to her birthday, you know? Yeah. Uh, so let's see. We see that Xander invites Cordelia as his date to the party. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't want to go with Xander, but does or she she wants to go with Xander, but doesn't want people to know that they like. She doesn't call it dating. She just yeah. says like occasional groping. I think that's where it's at right now. You know, it's it hasn't gone past that stage. It hasn't gone past an occasional makeout in the mm-hmm. closet at, at school, um, or in Buffy's basement. <laughs> Um, he thought that they were kind of dating. Right. Um, he wasn't aware that it was just like a... Occasional groping. An, an embarrassing group fest yeah. to her. Um, so let's see. Uh, Buffy tells Giles about her dream. He thinks that they should stay on the alert. Um, yeah. So we catch up with Spike and Drew. They are still in Sunnydale. Drew is having a party. Spike is in a wheelchair. Yeah. And still has... Um, like wounds, like burns and stuff from the events of What's My Line. So at the end, when they ran into the organ and then the kind of whole place caught on fire. Um, yeah, that. Somehow the organ protect, like protected the two of them from getting killed in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see what else. Um, oh, it's very clear that Drew is stronger physically, but she's also still insane. Yeah, which is not a good combination. No. Uh, we see that she has lots of boxes. Um, with presents being delivered, she says that her party will be the best ever because it'll be the last. Yep. So always a good thing to hear your bad guy say. Um, Joyce and Buffy are having breakfast. Uh, Joyce asks her if 17 feels any different than 16. Buffy says that she woke up feeling more mature, responsible, and level-headed, and then asks if she can go try to get her license again. <laughs> Turns out that she... It, it didn't go so well the first time around. Uh, she failed the written, and they wouldn't even let her take the driving test. Uh, so then Joyce asks her if she really thinks she's ready and then drops a plate, calling back to her dream. Um, <laughs> I have in my notes, cue Max Wig for Buffy, as that was part of her dream. 
<laughs> so she starts freaking out even more. Mm-hmm. Um, so next we see Miss Calendar's uncle shows up. Uh, Passion of the Nerd likes to refer to him as um, Uncle Gypsy Stereotype. Oh, it's real bad. It's yeah. really bad. It's really offensive. It's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so they start talking about Angel's curse, how it still holds, and how he's becoming a good man. The uncle starts talking about how uh, he killed a member of her people, yeah, of Jenny's people, and that vengeance demands that his suffering should be eternal as theirs is. Mm-hmm. So they're still, like, mourning the loss of this person that Angel apparently killed, like... Old grudges, I don't know. A lot of years before. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think she's like, she makes a good point because she's like, no, like he's 100% a good guy. He saved my life. Like, mm-hmm. He took a demon into his body yeah. for me. Like he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, let's see. It turns out that Jenny is a gypsy and the uncle gives her an order to break um, Angel and Buffy up. Because yeah, I get it. He like doesn't want anything good happening in Angel's life that can make him happy. He also doesn't want Angelus back out there. Yeah. Then we'll find out why. Yeah. Um, so let's see. She, uh, Jenny says that she will see to it, so working to break them up. Um, Buffy is freaking out to Giles. Giles says just because she dreamt something doesn't mean that they can't protect Angel. Mm. Um, Giles goes into research mode, says he's going to look into if Drusilla has any patterns, and to meet him back at the library at 7. Um, Willow and Xander are upset that this means the party is going to be canceled. Uh, Giles says that the party is still on. He says Buffy only turned seventeen once, and I believe she deserves she deserves a party, which is kind of cute. It's really like oh, it's great. Yeah. more evidence of him stepping into that father role mm-hmm. for her. Yeah, and I mean, Slade. I don't know how many parties Slade's gonna get. Yeah, gonna make it special. Yeah, not to um, be too morbid. <laughs> He says that Buffy and Angel may be in danger, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be able to celebrate. Plus, mm-hmm. I mean, if anyone attacks, like, you got Buffy and Angel. There. You have the entire Scooby gang yeah, there. Yeah, so should be all right. We've found that they're safer when they stick together, because when they don't stick together, people get kidnapped. So <laughs> Mostly Cordelia. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes Angel, too. <laughs> uh, so let's see. We see that Buffy goes back to the school at 7 o'clock, like mm-hmm. Giles asked her to. Um, Jenny runs into her there and offers to drive Buffy to where Giles is. Mm-hmm. Um, they pull up outside the bronze, and they see something sketchy going on with vampires. Buffy mm-hmm. steps in, steals a box that they were carrying, um, kills a couple of the vampires, then crashes into her surprise party. <laughs> um, Buffy while- pretty easily dispatches these guys. She's like, eh, let me just quickly kill these vampires yeah and they so she crashes like through um a window into the Mm. bronze and stakes a vampire not knowing that apparently the gang has like rented out the bronze for the night it seems like to throw her her party Mm. um so she literally like breaks in stabs him everybody was everybody's like what the hell's going on (laughs) and then cordelia comes out and goes surprise sounds good (laughs) (laughs) like oh cordelia um, so, so yeah, um... We have this great part with Oz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Oz sees her state the vampire and goes, Hey, did everyone just see that guy just turn to dust? <laughs> and Willow is worried that Oz is, like, confused or freaked out. He yeah. says that it actually explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, vampires are real. Yeah. yeah. Like, huh, it actually explains a lot. <laughs> it's so good. Sander goes... 
yeah, vampires are real. A lot of them live in Sunnydale. Mm-hmm. Fill, uh, Will 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 fill you in. Yeah. I gotta give it to Nicholas Brennan because that's a hard thing to say. Will will fill you in. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty difficult. See, um, so let's see. Angel immediately knows about. Um, so they they get the box and mm-hmm. they open it and there's like an arm inside. Right. And the arm reaches up and tries to like grab Buffy around the neck. The right. gang ends up getting like the hand around her back in the box. Angel immediately knows about like the legend of the judge who's it's like his arm in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, demon brought forth to rid the earth of the plague of humanity, um, separate the wicked from the righteous and burn the righteous down. Mm-hmm. Um, demon that could not be killed, no weapon forged could kill him. Uh, the parts they couldn't actually defeat the demon. So they cut him and cut him up into a bunch of parts and then yeah. like separated them in boxes and spread them across the earth. Yeah. This is a whole army. Versus one demon. Yeah. He, How they managed yeah. to, like, hold him down long enough to dissect him into as many boxes as they have is yeah, beyond me. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm guessing, like, maybe over the course, like, one guy cut his arm off and then died. And then, like, another person cut his leg out, you know? Yeah. I don't know, though. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, they figure out that Drew is trying to reassemble the judge, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenny volunteers Angel to take the arm and get out of town. So, basically, they decide that they need to... They have one box. They need mm-hmm. to get it as far away from Sunnydale as they possibly can because they don't. If they don't have all the boxes, they can't like reassemble him. Yeah. I guess. And Angel agrees. Angel's like, yeah, this is, I have to do this. Yeah, Angel's like, I'm the only one who can, mostly mm-hmm. because everybody else is either underage or Jenny or Giles. Right. Um, because Angel thinks he's gonna have to go away for at least a few months, mm-hmm. um, and he has to get on a ship because he can't take an airplane, mm-hmm. because he says that there's no. Um, no way to guarantee that, like, you can block out the sun on an airplane. I would also argue that I don't think Angel has ID, and also it'd be really hard to check the box with the arm in it. It might be tough. You're right. But, I mean, you know, technicalities. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, so, Jenny volunteers Angel to take the arm and get out of town, possibly leaving for a few months to get it as far away as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel says he has to leave tonight. As soon as possible, Buffy's upset because it's her birthday. Mm-hmm. Her her boyfriend's like, I, I gotta leave town. And she's like, but it's my birthday. Seriously? Yeah. Um, Jenny offers to drive Angel to the docks. So Buffy goes to the docks with him to say goodbye. She worries that one of them might die before they are able to like be reunited. Mm-hmm. And he gives her her birthday present, which is a... Um, I- so um, Angel is Irish. Um, and... His name was Liam. Yes. It's my brother's name. Oh. Yeah. Is your brother a vampire? <sighs> Not yet. Okay. Please don't become, uh, <laughs> horrific <laughs> and murderous vampire, Liam. That'd be real bad. Yeah. He doesn't have a terrible Irish accent, though, so maybe that disqualified you. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't great. So Buffy goes to the docks to say goodbye to Angel. Uh, she worries that one of them might die before they are actually like reunited. Which mm. the, the way that things, yeah, the way that things go in uh, Sunnydale, completely reasonable. <laughs> um, so he actually gives her a birthday present. Um, so Angel, before he was a vampire, his name mm. was Angelus. Liam. Shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I biffed that really hard. <laughs> Do you want to redo it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> Bob. Yeah. I feel like Bob. 
before he was a vampire, not before he was an angel. Oh my god, okay, we need a blooper reel. <laughs> I wish I had just said a random name then, that would be like ten times funnier. Charlie. Charlie. I feel like maybe, no. Charlie okay. the vampire? Yeah, Charlie the vampire. Um. So, one thing that we found out about uh, Angel is that before he was a vampire, his name was... Liam. Right. Um, he was actually Irish. So what he decides to give Buffy for her 17th birthday is a clatter ring. Yes. Can Wait. you explain what this is? Because uh, my relatives are Irish. Primarily that's like the thing my parents, you know, mm-hmm. claim whatever. I hadn't really known about this, so... So the clattering is, there's a different couple different kinds from what I understand. Um, there's ones with just like hands mm-hmm. that is supposed to symbolize friendship. And then mm-hmm. there's ones that have a heart in the middle of the hands, yeah. which is supposed to um, represent like love, relationship, mm-hmm. belonging, something like that. Um, so Angel tells her to wear it with the heart pointing towards you and it means you belong to somebody. Right. Which I'm sure back in like the day it was more of like a possession type thing, but it's like right. now it's like a sweet thing. Romantic. Like your your heart yeah. belongs to somebody, and mm. um, so yeah. So um, Angel has already turned his around to mm. show that he belongs to Buffy because he's worn one for like a long time, the yeah. entire series. Mm. Um, and Passion of the Nerd said that you can actually like he went back and looked, and mm. you can see it with the heart pointing toward him for, like, multiple episodes beforehand. So he was, like, showing that his heart... considered it. Yeah, he was showing that his heart belonged to Buffy. Mm -hmm. Um, So she puts the ring on, and um, Buffy asks him not to leave. So then they get attacked by vampires, who are Mm -hmm. obviously after the box, to bring it back to Spike and Drusilla. Yeah. Um, Buffy gets thrown into the water, and Angel jumps in after her, saves her, but they do lose the box. Mm -hmm. Um... Let's see. So they go back to the library, kind of tell the rest of the Scoobies what mm-hmm. happened with the box and all that. Um, they do a round robin, so they take turns calling each other's parents, saying that they're sleeping over at one right. of the other yeah. people's houses. Um, There's a moment here. It's like, actually, Bachelor the Nerd pointed it out, where Xander's like, hey, Mom, it's me. And then he's like, Xander. So clearly she was yeah. like, who? Yeah. Xander, not good home life. You you Low notice uh, there are hints within different episodes where you find out that Xander doesn't necessarily have the best home life, mm-hmm. um, which kind of explains why he just like spends nights at the libraries helping yeah, Giles well, research and nobody seems to worry about home. him. Yeah. Um, yeah, too. No one worries about him. Yeah. yeah. Poor Xander. So the gang all stay the night at the library researching. Even Angel and Jenny are there. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy has another dream. She like falls asleep on mm-hmm. the table on a book. Um, uh, she is at the factory. She sees Jenny, Buffy, and Drew are wearing the same dress, and Drew kills Angel again. So she's even more freaked out now. Um, we see that Drew's party at the factory begins. They deliver the last box and reassemble the judge. The judge says that Spike and Drew, um, they stink of humanity because they share affection and jealousy for each other. Um... He touches the, like... They have, like, a scholar henchman. Um, He was in What's My Line, helping them kind of figure out how to um, decipher the uh, ritual for Drew to get her her strength back and all that stuff. So he's been around for a while. Um, We see the Drew, like, lay... The the judge. We see the judge lay a hand. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Guys, it's... We've been recording for a long time, so... 
I, I got here at noon. It is now... 5.50. 5.50, yeah. It's been a long day. Um, he lays his hand on, like, the scholar vampire, mm-hmm. and we see him, like, burn from the inside out and turn to dust. Right. So he kills him. Um, so let's see. Um, the judge says his full strength will return in time. Um, then he'll just be able to, like, zap people without mm-hmm. touching them. Um, but he can't do that yet. Buffy and Angel come up with a plan. They decide to do recon at the factory and find out how far along Drew and Spike are with reassembling the judge. Yeah, real far. <laughs> <laughs> when when they get there, they discover that he's been fully reassembled. Yeah. Um, the judge is immediately able to sense the two of them mm. because they have that humanity. They, they have... Um, I don't know why I just said that so weird. They have humanity. <laughs> I... I, I Dude, okay? Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm incredibly caffeinated, but also tired, so right. it's a it's a fun combination. <laughs> um, so let's see. Um, so the judge can sense that they're there. Um, Drew says that she dreamed that Buffy would come, so clearly they both ha- were having like, if not the same dream, similar dreams. Right. Yeah. Um, Angel. So they, they get captured, and then Angel tries to sacrifice himself to the judge instead of Buffy. <laughs> Spike has a great line about, like, because um, Angel says, like, take me first mm-hmm. and, like, let her go. Mm-hmm. And Spike's like, there is no letting her go. Yeah. There's just first and second. <laughs> um, they are somehow able to escape by, like, dropping this chain that's like, has hanging TVs. I so don't they, know. they they drop Some all the TVs. Project, I guess they drop all the TVs on the judge, mm-hmm. and they escape through the sewers. Um, Angel and Buffy end up running back to Angel's apartment mm-hmm. as it's like the closest thing, and they just need to like get somewhere safe. Yeah. Um. So and it's also raining outside, so they're both like just soaking wet and freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel offers to let Buffy get into his bed to warm up since it was pouring out and they're soaking. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel tells Buffy that he loves her. He doesn't want. Too, but he can't stop. Um, Buffy says that she can't stop either. They start mm-hmm. kissing. Angel says they shouldn't. Buffy stops him and just and says, "Just kiss me," and they end up sleeping together. Yeah. Do you think Angel knows the risks of sleeping together? Or no. Do you think, yeah, I don't either. I don't. This is bad. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think we even know. No, we didn't. Right. Know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um. So then we see Angel waking up in the middle of the night. Um, he was in bed with Buffy. She's asleep next to him. He wakes mm-hmm. up in pain. He ends up running, like, getting dressed mm-hmm. and making it all the way out of the apartment. Yeah. Um, and he, like, runs outside screaming. He yells Buffy's name, but she can't hear him. And then that's where we leave off to be continued. Mm-hmm. Do we see his eyes glow? Not yet. This part? All right. This is a good episode. It is. I gave it an eight. Honestly, I think it, I could go higher. Yeah, I could go nine have, or ten. Nine. This is this is, yeah, about yeah, as good as it gets. It's really good. Um, I think we did we. Yep, we did say who wrote and directed. Mm. Um, so surprise and innocence, I really consider like a two part. Yeah, me too. Um, because it's it's really like the same plot line that goes mm-hmm. between them. Um. So should we just jump right into the next episode? Let's do it. Or do we want to give individual ratings for that one episode? Or no, we did. We just did. Okay. Yeah. We're good. Guys, I'm sorry. Just I'm tired. tired. I'm just really tired. <laughs> it's been right. a hell of a week. Um, 
Okay, so jumping into Innocence, Season 2, Episode 14, originally aired January 20th, 1998, written and directed by Joss Whedon, so you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, so this episode picks up with um, Spike talking to the judge and Drew. Drew's not worried that Buffy and Angel will come after them again. The judge is getting stronger. Drew feels a disturbance in the force. <laughs> she basically is just like, all of a sudden, she's like, oh. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> she, she senses a disturbance in the force and, uh, can tell something is happening with Angel. We pick up with Buffy waking up alone. Angel's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel is outside in pain. A blonde woman sees him collapse, goes to check on him. He gets up, says that the pain is gone. And then he turns around and attack her, attacks her, which yeah. I think is funny because it's blonde lady goes up to a stranger in an alley at night, gets attacked. Stereotype the show fights against. Yeah, but there's a great shot here where she's smoking a cigarette and mm-hmm. he bites her and then, like, drops her and blows the cigarette smoke yep. out of him. That was a good good scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of immediately tell that he's, like, he's not the same guy. No. Um, let's see. So Buffy goes home. Uh, Joyce thinks that she spent the night at Willow's because they did the round robin. Yeah. Um, Joyce can sense that something is different about Buffy, but she can't, like, quite put her finger on it. Mm. Um, The Scoobies regroup at the library. They all um, were, like, lookouts at different ports of entry Mm. last night um, to see, like, if any more boxes were coming in. Um, Let's see. They think the judge has probably been reassembled. Buffy and Angel never checked in last night, and Xander wants to go to the factory to see if they're there. Cordelia makes a good point that... um, they could all go, but they would probably just end up getting killed. Yeah. Fuffy and Angel are in trouble. We're going to be in trouble, yeah. essentially. Um, let's see. Willow and Xander were about to go to the factory. They like they all had like a fight, and Willow and Xander like took each like were on the same side, and they were about to go take off and go to the factory, but then Buffy walks in. She confirms that the judge has been assembled. Uh, she's concerned that nobody has heard from Angel. Because she just, like, woke up and he was gone. So she doesn't know where he's at. Um, Drew and Spike are at the factory. Angelus walks in, starts poking fun at Spike for being in a wheelchair. The judge puts his hand on Angel's chest. So we're, like, we're, because of what we've seen before, we're immediately expecting him to, like, burst into flames. Yeah. But nothing happens. He also has a great line. He's like, um, what are you doing here? And he's like, ah, Spike, you know me, Robert injustices or whatever, like <laughs> evil I'll be there like pretending he's still angel yeah and the judge touches him he's like happens to the best of us or whatever like happens to everyone yeah and like the judge puts his hand on angel and spikes like it burns doesn't it and angel's like eh, you look kind of itchy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's see um the judge the judge says that angel can't be burned because there's no humanity in him his soul is gone um, Angel says, what can I say? I was going through a phase. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, let's see. Drew and Spike are very happy. They start talking to Angel like they're best friends. It turns out that they were, like, they were part of, like, this foursome of yeah. horrible little, vampires. Little gang of vampires yeah. running away around causing mayhem. Because it was, um, Darla and Angel mm. and Drew and Spike. They were, right. like, a gang. Um. It's a pretty intimidating gang. <laughs> It's not fun to run into them. No, no, not so much. 
Um, yeah, I love I love Spike's reaction to this. He's like, yes, like Angel's back. This yeah. is the best. He's like, my best friend is back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so let's see, Drew says they're going to destroy the world, Angela says that he's more interested in destroying the Slayer, mm-hmm. uh, he said, she made me feel like a human being, and that's not the kind of thing you just forgive. He's brutal. Yeah. Um, so let's see, uh, the Scoobies are back at the library, Xander apologizes for snapping at Cordelia, Cordelia is a little jealous that Xander was so ready to go and die for Buffy, um, she's like, you would, you would never do that for me, um, See, they start making out, and Willow sees them and then runs off. Yeah, She's yeah. visibly hurt, and it's it's kind of rough. No, it's not kind of rough. It is very rough. Yeah, it's not good. No. It makes sense, too. Like, literally every girl who comes into contact with the group, other than Willow, Xander's like, oh, like, yeah. I'm going to try to hit on her. I'm going to try to be with her. And Willow's just like... Well, I mean, I don't think... He did that with Impata. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did that with Kendra. He just literally was just trying to say hello. Right. And she just didn't know how to communicate with a boy. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, but he does... Him and Cordelia have had this awful relationship mm. where they just bicker and snipe at each other mm. for what seems like a long, long time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, let's see. I have in here, Willow just melts my heart. She is upset because, from her perspective, Xander would rather be with someone he hates than to be with her. Mm. Which is just awful. Um, let's see. Buffy goes back to Angel's apartment looking for him. I said, he's such an asshole. <laughs> says, like, I really wanted to stick around after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, says she has a lot he to... He's so mean. He, he so just, mean. he yeah. knows how to get to her because he remembers everything that happened when he was Angel. Mm-hmm. So he knows exactly what buttons to push. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that she has a lot to learn about men, but then suggests that... Um, them sleeping together, she was like a pro, which is just awful. Um, So it's clear that Angelus doesn't want to just kill her. That would be too easy. And since she trusts him, he wants to destroy her from the inside out, Mm. which is just, it's manipulative and it's awful and I hate it. And it's, but he, but David Boreanaz just plays it off as so well. And it, this is him as Angelus pretending to be angel like he hugs buffy and he kisses her and you know he'll play into that piece of it but then he just starts like digging a knife directly into her heart for a guy who wasn't an actor and just got like discovered they got really lucky that he's such a good actor you know yeah um let's see uh jenny calendar is talking with her uncle gypsy stereotype um I can't call him anything else. I've watched the Passion of the Nerd episode too many times. <laughs> oh my god. Um, she says that she tried to keep Angel away from the Slayer. Um, Jenny tries to plead like Angel's case. Mm-hmm. Um, Uncle Gypsy says that um, he explains the curse. So basically, if Angel has a moment of true happiness where the soul and the countless horrible things he has done as a vampire don't haunt him anymore then he will lose his soul and turn into the monster he once was. Which, I don't believe this was ever explained to Angel how the yeah, curse works. He just right. thought he was cursed with his soul again. Yeah. So, the fact that, like... Uh, the Passion of the Nerd makes a really good point about this, where it's like, okay, so say Angel was super into sports. <laughs> and there was, like, some game where it's like, 
oh, the team was behind, it looked like they were going to win, but then all of a sudden they make a goal or make a basket or whatever, and they win. Say the Dolphins won the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. That'd be a moment of pure happiness for me. So if I were Angel, would I lose my soul if the Dolphins won the Super Bowl? Right. Maybe. Oh, we'll put it this way, even better. David Boreanaz, huge Eagles fan. Eagles won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Because the Dolphins aren't going to ever fucking win a Super Bowl, so... (laughs) Put in more realistic terms. This has become an ongoing joke from when you were I in college together. Yeah, well, an ongoing joke of my life rooting for the Dolphins <laughs> fans. Or rooting for the Dolphins. It's a miserable, miserable time. Dude, you live right outside of Boston. You have no excuse to not be a Patriots fan. I know, I could be so happy. I know. <laughs> could not be resentful. But you do no, this to yourself. No. Um. But yeah, so I have in my notes here, I really don't get the gypsy's logic on this one. The soul was meant to torment him. Mm-hmm. So if he somehow found a way to find happiness and kind of circumvent the torture from his soul, mm-hmm. then he would get turned back into a monster. I don't get it. <laughs> so I said, um, what if he was a dog lover or a big sports fan? Any mm-hmm. moment of true happiness would have turned him back into a monster. Yeah. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're like laying there and your dog's like laying on you and you're like, this is great. Yeah. But yeah. It's a great point. So I, 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 sorry guys, I just don't get the logic on that curse. Um, let's see. Yeah, far be it from us to judge people who are professional cursers, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. Did you guys yeah. mess this one up? Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uncle Gypsy tells Jenny that the curse has been broken and now Buffy will have to kill Angel or be killed by him. Mm. I, I don't know how he knew. Yeah, right. He just kind of did. Um, maybe something in the Force, the same thing as talking to, right. to Drew. To him. To yeah. him. I don't know. Um, let's see. So Willow returns to the group. She says that she's not okay with Xander and Cordelia, that things mm. are not okay between her and Xander. Mm. Um but what's happening with the judge is more important, so she's there to help. Mm. Um, Willow asks, where's an army when you when you need one? Which kind of triggers something in Xander. He says, wait, I have a thought. It's turning into an idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I'm coming up with a plan. <laughs> and the lights go out. Yeah. He's like, okay, now I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Angel appears. He tells Xander to go get the rest of the group, but tells mm. Willow to... Um, stay behind to help him with something. Mm. Clearly, he was planning on attacking her, but Jenny shows up at the last second with a cross and tells Willow to get away from Angel. Mm. Uh, Angel grabs Willow, threatens to kill her, um, to send a message to Buffy, but Buffy shows up at the last second. She's like, why don't you tell me the message yourself? Mm. And he's like, it's not really the kind of message you can tell. It's the kind of message where you show up to find all of your friends dead, which is just awful. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, uh, so Xander saves Willow, Angel kisses Buffy and runs off. Um, this is a huge blow for the group. They were already dealing with the judge and now they have to deal with Angelus. Mm. Um, so it's like kind of one of their strongest fighters. Yeah. The person who seems to know a lot. Yeah. And now and he's switched sides. Now he's worked for the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's the big bad for the rest of the season, really. Like. Yep. We got the master, now we got Angel. Mm-hmm. Angelus, sorry. Don't want to don't mix those up. 
So uh, the gang goes and regroups in the library. Willow turns on Jenny, asks her how she could have known that Angel had gone bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Giles starts questioning Buffy on what triggered Angel's change. Mm-hmm. She says it's private and runs off. Willow immediately understands what happened. Yeah. Um, I think she actually tells Giles to shut up, which is kind of a cute yeah. moment. Um, Xander has a plan on how to deal with the judge. He says they need wheels, and Willow says that she can call Oz, mm-hmm. um, because he has a van. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I'm against guys with vans, but with uh, Oz, I'm okay with no, it. No, but it makes sense, because he's in a band. Yeah. They need to carry all the equipment. So he has a reason to own a van. Yeah, okay. A legit reason. Yeah. Um, Xander doesn't explain the... the uh, Xander doesn't explain the plan to anyone, just tells them to meet at Willow's house in a half an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I have here in my notes that I know the plan ends up being awesome in the end, but I'm not sure why Willow and Giles just don't ask any questions. I know. You can trust like, Xander to do the plan? I don't know about this, guys. Yeah, maybe we should get like some other uh, input here. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it ends up working out well, so. Um, let's see. Uh... We go back to Angelus, who clearly took pleasure in seeing Buffy in pain. Mm. Drew immediately understands his plan and wants to destroy Buffy from the inside out. Mm. Um, just just like he... The plan because... Yeah, it's just like what he did to her, yeah. where um, before she before he turned her into a vampire, he, tor- like, he killed her family, he tortured her... And then he ended up turning her into a vampire. I don't know if that's, like, his ending plan with Buffy to turn her into a vampire. I don't think so. But she understands that he's taking, um, like, he's making a process out of this, like he did with her. Um, she says something about Angel always knows what's in a girl's heart. (laughs) Um, let's see. Um... Angelus explains to Spike that Buffy is stronger than any Slayer that they have ever faced before. Tells Spike that he has tried using force, which didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to work from the inside and that to kill Buffy, you need to love her. Angel knows all of Buffy's weaknesses and will go after all of them. Mm-hmm. Working from the outside in to destroy her um, from the inside out. Yeah. So he's working from... He's going to start with the people around Buffy mm-hmm. to try to take them out and cause her pain. Mm-hmm. So he's starting from, rather than going directly after Buffy, which mm-hmm. is what other vampires have tried and failed at doing, yeah. he's going to start from the outside to break her down, like killing her from the inside out. Yeah, that's a good plan. Um, so let's see. Buffy has a prophetic dream that points her towards Jenny. Buffy confronts Jenny at school the next day. Giles is there. Jenny explains that she was sent to Sunnydale to watch Buffy and keep Buffy and Angel apart, mm. um, which we haven't seen really ev- any evidence of her actually trying to do that, do that up until all. these last two episodes, um, even though she's been hanging around since season one. <laughs> um, let's see. Jenny says that she didn't know what would happen um, or else she would have told Buffy. Mm. I have in my notes, would she, though? Hope at this point she would have not maybe if she had known all along, but after they became friends after a while, yes. Were they really friends though, or was she just kind of dating Giles? <laughs> I consider Jenny part of the group. What do you think? No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't see her like having many offhand conversations with Buffy. Yeah, 
That's true. So yeah. And what is she supposed to do? Go up to me and like, hey, um, yeah, so I was sent here by my uh, gypsy family to explain to you that your boyfriend, the vampire with a soul, um, if you guys have a moment of happiness, he's going to lose his soul and turn into a monster. Yeah. I mean, if it were Buffy, she would be like, okay, one, who are you? Two, you've been lying to us all along. Three, what the hell are you talking about? Right, right. Like... I don't know. And it seems like she didn't even know the details of the curse. She just found out about them from mm-hmm. Uncle Gypsy Stereotype. So, right. Right. Um, so through this conversation, Giles understands exactly what happened to cause Angel Luce's soul. Mm. So it's a little rough. Context. Clues. <laughs> your, your father figure finding out that you slept with your 241-year-old vampire boyfriend. Yeah, they don't, uh, don't have that in any of the parenting books. No. I would imagine. <laughs> um... Let's see. Jenny asks Buffy what she would like her to do. Buffy says that she wants Jenny to curse him again, but Jenny says that she can't, that, like, the ritual has been lost even to her people for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy tells her to talk to somebody who can, so they go to see Jenny's uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, convenient that he's still in town. Yeah. Um, but they find him dead. It turns out he was killed by Angel. Um, they find his body. Giles says that Angel is just trying to make things harder on Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, she says he's only making things easier and she knows what, that she needs to kill Angel. Um, and guys, I apologize. I'm going to switch between calling him Angel and Angelus. It's, yeah, it's hard. At this point, they're too close and they mm-hmm. still keep referring to him as Angel. And yeah. it's, it just gets confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's faster to type Angel. That's true. <laughs> um, so Xander, Cordelia, Oz, and Willow go to an army base that happens to be in Sunnydale. There's everything. Sunnydale just keeps growing. Has everything. Um, Xander breaks into the army base with Cordelia, tells the guard that he's in the army and that he's taking Cordelia to see the big guns because it (laughs) makes her, like, hot and bothered. Uh, We find out that Xander still remembers all of the knowledge that came with his army guy transformation in Halloween so he can assemble guns. He knows the layout of bases. Mm. Um, He is able to convince the guard guy that he is... um, that he is actually in the army by, yeah. like, saying one of the sergeant's names and telling him that his boots aren't regulation, that he's holding his gun like a sissy girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so while Xander and Cordelia break into the base, uh, Willow and Oz are in, like, the van, which is, like, their getaway car, essentially. Oh, my God. I love this scene. So <laughs> Oz goes, so do you guys steal weapons from the army often? <laughs> and Willow answers, well, we don't have cable, so we have to make our own fun. Um, Willow asks Oz if she if he wants to make out with her. He says no, but in the sweetest, gentlest, most amazing way ever. He says that from his perspective, um, she just wants to kiss him to make Xander jealous or to settle the score or something. Mm. Like, he's very intuitive. Mm. Um, and that... Oz, he's just not into that. Um, he says that sometimes when he's sitting in class, he does fantasize about kissing Willow, <laughs> which I think is so adorable. Right. The, both the fact that he does that and that he admits it to her. Right. Um, you you got to love a relationship built on honesty. So Oz says that in his fantasy, when they're kissing, like they're kissing each other and not thinking about anybody else, which is just so sweet. Oh my God. Right. He's like, um, it's okay. I can wait. And she's just like, you know what? That's that's fair. Oz is a nice boy. Oh my god. I love him. <laughs> oh my god. Um so uh the Scoobies escape the 
um, the base with a crate mm-hmm. back at the library. Um, Xander shows Buffy what they got, and she says it'll work, but like they don't show us <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, um, I love this so much. I love the build up to this. Um, Jenny asks how she can help, and Buffy tells her to leave, and Giles backs her up. And I love that. It's like Giles has Buffy's back over mm-hmm. anyone else. Yeah. Like Jenny. They just found out that she has lied for an extended period of time mm-hmm. to the group. Um, but Giles is not putting his relationship with her over his relationship with Buffy. Right. Um, I have yay Giles in my notes. <laughs> um, the Scoobies head to the factory, but they find it empty. Spike is there, but he is, like, hidden. Because he's in his wheelchair. I mean, he would have been easy pickings at that point. Yeah. Um, they're trying to figure out what other crowded area Angel, Drew, and the Judge might try to target. Oz says that if there's one place where he would, like, go to line up, it would be at the mall. Yeah. So Oz actually figures out where they're at, which I love. It's like, okay, you're definitely part of the group now. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel, Drew, and the Judge so, show up at the mall. Um, we can tell the Judge has gotten more powerful as he's able to zap multiple people at once. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this weird, like electric looking thing where it's like connecting different people and he's sucking the lives out of like multiple people at the same time um buffy gets his attention with an arrow to the chest which she knew wasn't gonna kill him yeah but she just needed to get his attention to have him like break his energy sucky thing um so then the best part of the episode she whips out a rocket launcher yeah she has this great line where he's like no weapon forge can kill me. And he's like, she's like, that was then. This is now. <laughs> Takes yep. out the rocket launcher. I love this ending so much. Anytime the show, like, subverts itself, mm-hmm. I just, I'm so into, like, usually is this big, epic, long battle. No, Buffy just blows his ass up. Yep. It's so good. So, and the, and so she brings out the rocket launcher and the judge goes, What's that? Because yes. he just doesn't know what it is. But Angel and Drew know what it is, so yeah. they, like, run for it. That's the only reason they survive. So um, they they take off so they don't get killed. Um, Buffy blows up the judge and tells the Scoobies to, like, keep the pieces separated <laughs> just in case because she doesn't know if they'll try to, like, reassemble yeah. themselves again. And Oz is like, arm. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't want to touch it, but uh, yeah. arm. <laughs> um. Let's see. Um, so Buffy goes after Angel. They fight, and um, he starts saying really like hurtful things to try to distract slash hurt her. Buffy gets in position to kill Angel, but can't go through with it yet. She settles for kicking him in the balls and walks away, saying, "Give me time." <laughs> it's just like such a powerful like moment. I love it. Um, so Giles drives Buffy home. Buffy blames herself for what happened with Angel losing a soul and is expecting Giles to scold her, but he doesn't. Um, he says that he knows Buffy loved him and then and that Angel loved Buffy as well. So he basically gives her permission to forgive herself, which mm-hmm. I think is so sweet. Um, he says that all she will get from him is his support and respect. I'm just like, Giles, you are the best. <laughs> He's such the supportive father figure in mm-hmm. her life being like, I understand why you did it. Yeah. You understand what the consequences have been. Mm. I don't need to bring you down more. Mm. So, yeah. That um, wouldn't be helpful at all. No. To, to just be like, yeah, by the way, what the hell? Yeah. You know. How dare you actually have a an intimate moment with mm. your boyfriend that the two of you love each other very much? Right. 
Um, so the episode ends with Joyce and Buffy sitting on the couch watching an old movie. Um, Buffy or uh, Joyce got her like a cupcake for her birthday and puts a single candle in it. Um, and she's like, she puts the cupcake down in front of Buffy and says, you know, make a wish, blow out your candle. Mm-hmm. And Buffy says that she would rather just let it burn. It's like she's she's just so distraught and right. so like broken down at this point that she doesn't even know what to wish for anymore. Yeah. It's 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 a powerful scene. Yeah. This is a great episode. It is. These two episodes are great. Nine out of ten for me. I have to go about the same. I put oh, eight so in my good. notes, but at this so point good. I'm looking back. And it sets up the rest of the season. It which does. Is like pretty intense. Yeah. Oh man. Alright, so one more on this episode. Yes. So uh, this is ep- season two, episode fifteen, phases. Um, I like this episode. Yeah, this just is good. <laughs> uh, so it originally aired January twenty seventh, nineteen ninety eight. It was written by Rob Des Hotel and Dean Batali, mm-hmm. um, and directed by Bruce Seth Green. Yes. He did a lot of a lot of episodes this yeah, season. Um, so the episode starts with Oz uh, looking at the cheerleading trophy, which is a callback Sounds to good. the witch from season one. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it's it's weird because it's like its eyes follow you wherever you go, which we know that Amy's mom is trapped in that trophy and she is watching him. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Willow and Oz went on a date. They're adorable. Mm. Willow says that she and so this is Willow um, talking to Buffy. She says that she and Oz haven't gotten anywhere yet, and she just wants smoochies. She's good. <laughs> So, so cute. She's so adorable. I love her. Um, so let's see. Xander and Cordelia are making out in her car in the woods. They get mm-hmm. attacked by a werewolf but manage to get away. Um, Giles says there have been several animal attacks recently, um, but like no people have been injured so far, mm-hmm. just just animals getting yeah, attacked. Dead, yeah. um, they figure out that the werewolf will turn on the three nights around the full moon, so mm-hmm. the night before, the night of, and the night after which is very important to keep in mind in the Buffy universe. Yes. Um, the class is learning self-defense in gym class. Willow reminds Buffy that she's supposed to be a meek little girly girl, like the rest of the girls in the group, <laughs> which I'm like, does she, though? I feel like she, I mean, she, just a couple episodes she ago, she threw Larry against a vending machine, so. Point. And she got a soda out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they're definitely, like, girls who are strong. But, yeah. You know. She doesn't look strong. That's the one problem. She doesn't have, like, biceps, you know? Well, no, but it's, like, Willow ten- Willow tells her that she has to pretend to be weak. Mm-hmm. Which, like, in as far as, like, you know, they're practicing self-defense, she doesn't want to actually, like, hurt, anybody. hurt someone yeah. by mistake. I totally get. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, you have to pretend that you are weak in mm-hmm. this, like, meek little girly girl, it's like, I, I don't know. She threw Larry up against a... Uh, vending machine back in halloween so true yeah so um we get another appearance of larry here he's i don't know if he's a a jock or just the class douchebag i think he's a football player yeah i mean he's he's big enough to be for sure yeah he's huge yeah um so he reveals that he got attacked by a dog the previous week Mm. um so he has like this big like bandage on his arm and oz is like dude i totally understand and he shows his finger that has like a little bandaid on it he's like my cousin jordy Tickle, uh, found out he does not like to be tickled. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so let's see. Giles has researched werewolves. Um, the werewolf acts on pure instinct. No conscious. Um, no, it has no conscious, mm. conscience. 
I'm, I'm trying here, guys. You're doing a great job. <laughs> um, also, the werewolf um, could be anyone, a man or woman. Um, also, they don't know, or they don't want to kill the werewolf. Mm. Wait. Also, they don't want to kill the werewolf as the person might not even know that they are a werewolf or remember what um, has happened. Mm. So basically, they kind of determined that a werewolf they transform and they might not even know that they are a werewolf and transform. They just have like a blackout and they don't Mm. remember what they did. So they want to try to like, instead of killing this person, they want to capture them and tell them like you have this condition, but you can still live a relatively normal life. Um, Kind of not rehabilitating, but just like, Hey, just kind of be aware that these three nights of the month, it's, it's not such a good idea to like, be in a open right. area or might not want to go to the movies. Um. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Buffy and Giles are looking out for the werewolf. Buffy gets um, like trapped in like a net trap thing that was right. set by this apparently professional werewolf hunter who yeah, found, what out, the hell? found out. Found <laughs> out there's there a, so quick. Uh, um. So he, I guess, found out there's a werewolf running around Sunnydale and has gone to try to collect it um he has like this necklace of all of these teeth yeah. that he says that he has a tooth for every werewolf he's mm-hmm. killed and it's weird that they don't turn back to human teeth after the full moon that's a good point actually <laughs> i don't know how it works i think he says something about like the pelts yeah are expensive, so, so maybe after if you die in werewolf form you don't transform back must be it yeah um <laughs> so she gets like trapped in his net trap thingy mm. and eventually like the um giles comes and they convince him to like cut buffy down right. he is completely unapologetic for dropping her six feet <laughs> but um he doesn't think buffy's strong enough to find let alone capture a werewolf mm. if this is basically like male authority Macho. figure yeah. tries to they're just completely underestimates buffy essentially yeah. um He's a uh, Unpleasant man. This <laughs> werewolf out there. He's, yeah. I, I think a swift kick in the balls would have been appropriate for him, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. We have a, a scene with Cordelia and Willow at the bronze. They're hanging out on, like, a couch. And Cordelia's complaining to Willow about her relationship with Xander. Somehow it's not at all awkward. I'm like, Cordelia, could you find literally anybody else to talk to this about? But, like, or talk to about this, but, mm, um, no. I mean, I guess she can't really tell her friends. Like, Harmony would just chew her out, so. Mm. Um, let's see. There's a werewolf attack at the bronze. Somehow he managed to get up into the catwalk and jump down in front of Willow and Cordelia <laughs> without anyone noticing him. <laughs> well, maybe, right? maybe Oz was up there, and then it became nighttime, and he transformed, and then he just jumped down. But, like, nobody noticed? I don't know. I don't know. Um, themselves, they didn't notice Giles awkwardly positioning himself in season one when Buffy was on the catwalk. So yeah, but there were other people up there. Like I feel like yeah. if there, there was just a guy, and then all of a sudden, giant werewolf. Like somebody would have noticed. Yeah. Um, man. But anyway, so the place uh, evacuates, and Buffy rushes in, almost captures the werewolf, but it escapes. Mm. Um, it is revealed to us, the audience, that Oz is the werewolf. Oz calls his aunt and asks if Jordy is a werewolf. I love it, like, he, like, untransforms, and he's just like, huh. Yeah, <laughs> he wakes up in the woods, yeah. and he's just like, 
Oz, Oz is a man of very few words, yeah. and it's really, like, funny because most of the time when he says stuff, it's really funny and really, like, dry humor. So he, he wakes up naked in the woods, and it's just like, huh. <laughs> so good. Um, so the Scoobies think that Larry is the werewolf. Uh, Xander goes to talk to him, tries to get him to admit that he's a werewolf without straight out saying it. Mm. Um, thinks that he has a connection with Larry um, due to being possessed by the hyena right. back in season one. That's a good callback. Um, Larry instead admits that he's gay and thinks that... I love it. I love this term. Yeah. Like, I was like, wait, what? He thinks that um, Xander, that's what Xander was referring to mm. and that Xander's gay too. And you know what? This is the beginning of the like low-key Larry redemption arc. You know? Mm-hmm. You follow him. He, he, after the show's over, I want to spoil his stuff, but I, I was paying yeah. close attention to Larry. He, okay. He has a redemption arc in this. <laughs> uh, let's see. Willow confines in Buffy uh, her frustration with Oz. Um, Buffy tells her that she should make the first move to mm-hmm. get things going because... Willow's like, he won't make a move. Like, I just want smoochies. Yeah. Are you um, talking about him asking his aunt about a... Uh, oh, yeah. So, he so good. Oz calls his aunt and is like, hey, um, just, just quick question. Uh, is Jordy a werewolf? And there's like a pause. And he goes, and how long's that been going on? It's so good. Oh, my God. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard when I watched it this time. It's just like dry. Like, no. It's just like, huh, how long has that been going on? <laughs> So I guess in the Buffy universe, they don't have to be in werewolf form to bite you and have you turn into a werewolf. It's just any time they bite you. Right. It's not great. No. Um, So let's see. There's a subplot in this episode about Angel killing a student in Buffy's class named Teresa. Mm. Turns out Angel changed her into a vampire before he killed her um, to send a message to Buffy. Buffy, uh, or sorry, uh, Xander actually ends up saving Buffy from Teresa. Like they go check out, like um, there's like a wake and she, they go to, like, check her neck um, because they didn't know if it was, like, werewolf-related or if it was vampire-related. Yeah. Turns out it's vampire-related. either. He thought, like, oh, shit, I killed Teresa. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of guilt. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but that's, like, a super minor subplot. Mm. Um. So Oz apparently went out somewhere and caught shackles. Like, like... Really old looking, yeah, yeah. yeah, like not handcuffs, like shackles. Um, and he's starting to chain himself up in the middle of his living room. I'm like, where are his parents or <laughs> anybody in his house that he can just chain himself up in the middle yeah. of his living room? So um, none of these people, other than Buffy, have protective or involved parents. No, <laughs> no, apparently Willow has parents, like a mom and dad. Apparently, I don't know where they're at ever. Um, but Willow shows up to confront Oz about how he's been, like, into her, but, like, not making any moves, um, and why he keeps going so, like, hot and cold, and she wants to know, like, what's going on in his head, because he, he doesn't express himself very much. He's a man of very few words. Um, so Oz tries to get Willow to leave, and then he collapses and starts to transform into a werewolf. I love this series, like, why would you rather be here at home with your chains and... Why do you have chains? I know. <laughs> it's like, hey, wait, this is this is weird. Why do you have this? Um, let's see. 
So he collapses and starts to transform into a werewolf. Willow is able to escape out the back door and jump a fence. I said, oh my god, how did she do that? <laughs> she, like, jumped a fence that was, like, up to her chest. I'm like, girl. Hey, uh, survival instinct. Adrenaline. In, yeah. Adrenaline. It's gotta exactly. be adrenaline. Um, but it was just a little bit more badass than I was expecting <laughs> from Willow. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so she gets away from him. Willow runs back to the library and tells Buffy and Giles that Oz is the werewolf. Mm. They head up to find him with like a they have like a tranquilizer dart gun yeah, um, to incapacitate him, but not mm. kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Buffy ends up saving Oz from the werewolf hunter. But Willow is the one who ultimately ends up shooting Werewolf Oz and saving Buffy and Giles because he was going to go after them. Mm. Uh, Buffy bends. So they. Oh. So the werewolf hunter is like, you're a meek little girly girl, blah, blah, blah. And she literally takes his gun and like bends it. And it's yeah. so it awesome. awesome. <laughs> um, she tells him to leave town. Uh, Willow and Oz talk. Willow says that she likes Oz and wants to continue dating him. Mm-hmm. She says, I mean, you're a werewolf, but that's not all the time. Three days in the month, I'm not so much fun to be around either. Oh, <laughs> so funny. Oh my god. Um, so they agree to keep dating. Um, they just have like a strict no-biting policy in their <laughs> relationship. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Which, like, Yeah. <laughs> Um, and they finally kiss, which is, like, the one thing that she's been wanting, like, this whole episode. She's like, I just want him to kiss me. And so, it's like, she walks away, she runs back to him, kisses him, and then runs (laughs) away again. And, uh, Oz's entire reaction is, huh, a werewolf in love. Ah, he's he's great. Oh my god. He's such a good character. He is. (laughs) I didn't just accidentally spoil something and have to cut it out. Um, in, in multiple seasons away not even like next season spad spad my, my apologies i need like a little like spoiler yeah. sign so what'd you give this episode um so in my notes i gave it a six honestly mm-hmm. i i think it deserves more of like a seven or eight yeah. it's seven. an it's Let's an go. it's an awe-centric episode yeah. and i just love him so much mm-hmm. um it gives a lot of like the mythology around werewolves which becomes important right. For his character down the road, so I, I like it. We have a Teen Wolf style uh, costume for this. Oh my god! It's very classic werewolf style, but it doesn't look great. So. It gets better. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for checking it out, Jill. Where can we find you? Uh, if you want to give me a reason to use Twitter, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Jillian underscore Swan, and that's Swan with two Ns. And you can find me on Twitter at the fake Bmar. That's B M A R R. You can find the channel on Twitter at WG Everything on Instagram at Wicked Get Everything on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Wicked Get Everything. Of course, the main channel is youtube.com slash Wicked Everything. This channel, you get to search Wicked Podcast because as of recording, we don't have 100 subscribers yet. And uh, you can find us on iTunes, The Sunnydale Review. Leave us a rating. Tell your friends, your family, tell everybody. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. The Sunnydale Review is a Wicked Good Everything production. The fan art of Buffy was created by Fishbone Art. The logo was created by Tamar Kutab. The original intro and outro song was created by Alex Carl.